Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby, Jeff DeForest and Mike Luby Lubitz. And uh, Luby knows I was always a big fan of Court TV, often referencing uh, Court TV uh, episodes and uh, daily occurrences that I had watched. I watched uh, with great fascination the Ray Carruth trial, <laughs> where uh, Ray Carruth, a uh, very well-respected North Carolina attorney, asked the one question of a witness on the stand that he didn't know the answer to and certainly didn't want to find the answer was going to be a finger pointed in the direction of his client. And he says, there is a bitch right there, your client. And that was it. I mean, uh, the jury didn't even have to bother to convene after that. Uh, the guilty verdict just came down. A binion trial, there are a lot of interesting things. But uh, the guy that keeps it interesting right now is uh, joining us, and it's a pleasure to have him on the show. Vinny Politan uh, joins us right now, uh, host of a, a new uh, true crime series, Accomplice to Murder, and the main anchor on Court TV. Uh, Vinny, how are you? Thanks so much for joining us here on the program. I'm doing great. It took me down memory road. My first case, my first case was Ray Cruz. I didn't cover it, but I joined Court TV, and that's where I went to uh, train and learn how to be a correspondent at Court TV, all the all the ins and outs. So I was down there for that one with David Rudolph uh, asking Van Brett Watkins, the hitman, that question. What a yes. moment. That's like No, I remember being startled by it because, you know, one of the things that's weird, uh, you know, having uh, grown up on uh, court shows and, and really good ones like the Defenders with E.G. Marshall. And, of course, you know, as a young kid, you know, Perry Mason was a little unrealistic, uh, you know, and then, then we've seen uh, other uh, court shows, you know, since uh, L.A. Law, I guess, uh, you know, but you always saw the sensational aspect of these court trials. You, you didn't realize uh, somehow how pedestrian uh, a lot of the testimony, how pedantic it could actually be. In, in like a high-profile murder case. And uh, then, you know, that occurred uh, during that trial, and it was like as explosive as anything that you would see, uh, you know, uh, in, in any uh, court dramatization. So so it was great, and it was real life. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, how, how you got involved first at Court TV and how you made this meteoric rise to, the, like, the top seat there. <laughs> well, it, it, it's a partly a genetic defect. I come from a family of lawyers. My father was a lawyer. He was a judge. My brother was a lawyer, so that kind of got me uh, into law school. But before I ever went to law school, I was—I loved college radio. Uh, undergrad, I did that for a while, and I always had a microphone and a camera in my hand. So at one point, I decided, as I was practicing law, uh, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go and, and chase my real passion, which is you know, television and radio and broadcasting, and you know, went into the first got into local news, but then miraculously was able to put my two passions together, uh, which is broadcasting and, and, and the law, and got my first job at Court TV back right around the turn of the century. Um, and, and then from there, uh, I've now been the longest uh, on-air person in Court TV history. The history oh, wow. This past by the legendary Fred Graham. Very nice. All right. Uh, you know, I'm also fascinated by these types of shows, uh, and it sounds like, you know, this is going to be a really, really good one. Very intriguing. Uh, you know, I was a big fan of Unsolved Mysteries, uh, of course, uh, you know, because one of my friends actually was one of the subjects of, of the Unsolved Mystery. 
I, you know, years after I knew him, uh, you know, we always wondered what happened to this guy and nobody knew apparently. Uh, but accomplice to murder. Tell us, uh, tell us about this and, and uh, you know, what kind of things uh, the fans can look forward to seeing. Absolutely. So each week, uh, Sunday night today, we will um, talk about a relationship between people because this is the show's accomplice to murder. So it's about a murder where more than one person is implicated. Uh, so we take a look at their relationship. We take a look at the crime itself, the investigation, and then because we're court TV, we have all the trial footage. And then we'll, we'll walk you through what happened at the trial and then some of the most fascinating developments in the aftermath of these cases. And the difference between this and some other shows that we've done at Court TV and that I've done is that we're focusing on the accomplice. And you think about it, this is someone who has no motive to murder someone, no reason whatsoever. It, it's someone that is living a relatively normal life and somehow gets wrapped up in the middle of a murder case. So watching that journey and examining the relationships and then everything that goes along with it, including the incredible trial footage that he had, uh, is what we do each and every week. And, and every week there's a twist and there's a turn and then um, there's always a surprise because you never know what's going to happen. Speaking with Vinny Politan, who is the uh, host of a new crime series, Accomplice to Murder, and of course is the lead anchor on Court TV. Uh, all right, I know we only have a couple of minutes left, but... Uh, uh, can can you help us out with something uh, more bizarre in terms of uh, courtroom results? State of California or, or state of Florida? Of course, you have the OJ case there and, uh, you know, the Beretta guy, uh, <laughs> but Robert Blake, uh, you know, and, and then you, you have Casey Anthony here, George Zimmerman. Uh, which state, in your opinion, produces the more bizarre results? It, it, it's Florida. It's Florida. <laughs> <laughs> of course around. it is. There is no around it and we uh, I guess fortunately uh, spend a lot of time down in Florida at Court TV. I mean yeah. there was a time where I, I think close to 40 to 50 percent of some of the trials we were covering were coming out of Florida oh, and it's because of the, uh, the stories and the, the fact patterns uh, but the other great thing about Florida is they're very open they have the sunshine laws so cameras you know are always permitted inside the courtroom but yeah, I, it, it, I, I've been shocked more times watching what a Florida jury has done than any other state uh, in the United yeah, it's like when they go to the scorecards at a Don yeah. King fight, uh, also originating out of Florida. And uh, like, she had it, what? <laughs> Meanwhile, you're watching a guy going away in an ambulance, and he ended up becoming the champion that night. Uh, uh, a pleasure having you on the program, Bev. Anyway, wish you the best of luck. Uh, like I said, I'm a big fan of Court TV and uh, all of the things going back to its inception. Uh, Accomplice to Murder, uh, a new crime series uh, with Vinnie Politan. And, of course, catch him on uh, Court TV. Thanks so much for being with us here on the show. Thanks so much, guys. All right, appreciate it. Vinny Politan. It is. Because that's the thing. It's not, a, you never know. And with trials are tough, but like, like the Casey Anthony one, I always forget about that. That was such yeah. a slam dunk. Like, Why are you buying chloroform? <laughs> what do you mean? She had looked up how to bury your child. Yes. <laughs> And I'm not mocking it. It's very sad, but it was so no, I mean, weird. imagine like, the fact that you could even consider looking that up. I mean. She had the rope in the car. They, yeah. Like, there was the 
dirt. Like, literally, there was nothing. You couldn't be any more guilty. No. She was a young, I attractive mean, woman. So I was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> and Zimmerman, the same thing. I mean, yeah, like, come on. Well, what like, the hell were you talking about there? It was nowhere near his home. You had to stop this little kid, Trayvon Martin, uh, of course. Uh, you know, unfortunately, tragically, uh, you know, shot to death by this guy. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, no justification for it whatsoever. It wasn't near his home. The kid was away from him. It was clearly in the back. Like, yeah. he wasn't even trying to, to do anything to him. Like, there was no evidence backing him on any level except for that. Zero. We're Florida. <laughs> like, he was scared to death because he chased this kid to, uh, you know, some position where he was so uh, in a compromised uh, spot that uh, he had to shoot the kid. Unbelievable. Well, yeah, I mean, like- and the Casey Anthony, I mean, both of those trials, Florida, definitely bizarre results. Uh, you know, at least the Menendez brothers went down with a conviction, although there's evidence now, supposedly, that go. maybe they didn't do it, that yeah. it was acting in self-defense. Yeah, okay. <laughs> which seemed preposterous at the time. They had that uh, crazy uh, attorney with the hair, Leslie Abramson, who was a, a big uh, California attorney. And, uh, you know, she really went to bat for these two guys who uh, essentially did. whacked their parents because they wanted to get the inheritance money. No, ma! They were creepy. I mean, they, they yeah. didn't show any signs of... The one guy with the wig? Yeah, he, he was... Uh, <laughs> like The two brothers were fucking weird. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Very strange, yeah. But California, I mean, they, they could have easily gotten away with it, right? I mean, yes. uh, that, that would have been more of an expected result than, and anticipated than, you know, the uh, opposite, which was the eventual conviction. So, uh, yeah, I mean, when OJ got off, I mean, that was... Uh, Robert Blake, too, right? I mean, uh, you know, he, he went back to the car, got a gun. It was like, uh, you know, uh, leave the gun, take the cannoli. What was the one that they did the they did a HBO, Al Pacino played him. The, was he a producer, the movie producer? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the models. You know, well, what the heck's his name? That one was yeah. pretty pretty bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think he got off, too. The Wall of Sound guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he got off, too. <laughs> Did he get off? He got a hung jury, I think. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Well, no, I mean, he literally, like, uh, you know, brought the girl over to his house, had done this same act many, many times, was always careless playing with firearms, and uh, was a nut job. Phil Spector. Spector. Is the guy's Phil name. Spector. Yeah. And then also yeah. Robert Wagner. Didn't Robert Wagner with the boat? Wagner uh, got away, you know, with uh, what appeared to that be was weird. drowning of Natalie Wood. <laughs> that yes. That was freaking weird. Christopher Walken was on the boat, and he, uh, he saw nothing. He went Colonel Clink at the time. Exactly. But uh, it didn't look good. No, th- th- those were some uh, unusually uh, suspect circumstances, you would have to say. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, to go Donald Trump on and just uh, deny it. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds All right. Uh, that, that was fun. And it kept us from having to talk about what was a very deflating evening uh, for uh, South Florida sports fans, where we originate from here on the Believe Podcast Network. And uh, that is the defeat of both the Miami Heat by the New York Knicks and not to be unanticipated. Uh, Knicks uh, looked uh, as flat as a Parisian runway model in most of the uh, ball game, uh, and uh, yet uh, in the end they made a ball game of it. Got within two, and it looked like they could pull it out, maybe close out the series. Sayonara Knicks, and uh, yeah, the Knicks uh, ended up prevailing. Uh, Luby says maybe with a slight assist from the officials, mm-hmm. and uh, certainly from the uh, Miami Heat supporting cast, and uh, was not happy with Jimmy Butler at all for uh, not uh, asserting himself more aggressively. Uh, into the offense and, uh, you know, trying to uh, do a little bit more to carry the team as opposed to uh, just kind of sitting back and watching the other guys uh, stagger their way through uh, a bunch of bricks like we've never seen from three-point land. Brick City. Kevin Love, uh, you know, he he did. He he resorted uh, back and reverted back to looking like the guy that's in the 40 and over league at the Jewish (laughs) I just know know the fourth quarter they made it look prettier, 
But at one point entering the fourth quarter, they were I think they were like four of twenty six. <laughs> like it was yeah. some stupid Houston Rockets like number. Uh, yeah, the reliance <laughs> on the three, I understand it, but I mean the, the math uh, doesn't make sense. So when you're watching Jalen Brunson uh, destroy you with mid range jumpers and go for thirty eight. There's another way you can go if it's not working, uh, the uh, chucking from uh, the Coke machine. So uh, that was disappointing. And then the uh, Florida Panthers had a chance to sweep the Toronto Maple Leafs. And if you're not from South Florida, uh, there's a certain amount of acrimony there, uh, you know, between the two factions, uh, Toronto, people from Canada, especially South Florida, because they infiltrate the South Florida area during the prime time that you would want to be in South Florida. And that is the winter months. Yes, yes. When it's our, cold everywhere, our streets and it's nice are here. Uh, infiltrated and uh, just inundated with Canadians from Montreal, from Toronto, and uh, other points of the uh, wild wilderness that is the uh, country of Canada. Right, and uh, you know, here, here we're here just trying to enjoy ourselves. That we finally get uh, like perfect weather, and it's not schwitzy out there. It's not oppressively hot. Shine every day. You can go to the beach in January, jump in the water. It's not. Raining. It's great living here. It, it's a poor man's paradise, South Florida. So uh, there's natural acrimony and a divide between the uh, people of Canada. And, and yet we pretend to be friends. We do, because we don't mind uh, some of them coming down here and spending some well, cash. You want the business, yeah. I mean, you're not going to say no. But then it turns out they're lousy tippers. They're horrible tippers. <laughs> that always comes up whenever you're on a sports talk show and you're analyzing, oh, yeah, you guys from Toronto are a bunch of bums, man. Plus, I mean, uh, you know, uh, that Canadian coin that they leave, like a 10-cent piece. <laughs> what is that? Some European thing? Get the fuck out of here with that. Um, okay, so a lot of acrimony, and uh, there were many people that were thinking, hey, close this series out. It's true, the cliche, the toughest game to win is the game clincher. I mean, the series clincher, and uh, you had two possibilities for that. So it looms right back again tomorrow night here in South Florida. I'm going to go to you, Mike Luby Lubitz, uh, Mr. Uh, Trepidation, Mr. Psychosis, Mr. Uh, I always think my teams are going to lose. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll get a prediction on these two series, okay? okay. Uh, Heat, now uh, come back uh, home for uh, game six. They have handled the Knicks uh, on the homewood so far. The Knicks look lost. Mm -hmm. People were uh, so bent out of shape trying to come up with a reason for the Knicks' per performance that people in the media, and it started with Jalen Rose, I guess you were saying, blamed the weather in South Florida <laughs> for the Knicks' poor performance. At the uh, new, uh, newly named arena, which is like Kizar Stadium or something for the uh, Miami Heat. Quesana Center or something? Quesadilla Center? The Quesadilla Center. Quesaya. Quesaya. Okay. It's like an IT. I want to make it a Quesadilla Center. Uh, I want to stick with that. Uh, so anyway, uh, I mean, uh, there was cheese dripping off of uh, the faces of the New York Knicks fans. And, and they were trying so hard. They were so stuck for an explanation. That uh, on ESPN, uh, their, their reigning expert, Jalen Rose, a renaissance man who has columns, has everything, uh, business interests, schools. I mean, uh, you know, seems like a decent guy, too, with a reasonable uh, opinion. And he's telling you that the hot weather in South Florida did in the New York Knicks. That's in a sport that's played indoors. That's as far-fetched as the voting machines were rigged to uh, switch your vote from uh, Biden, I mean, from uh, Trump to Biden. <laughs> a pathetic contention, Mr. Giuliani. Would you care to amend that, or are you really going to stick with that here in court under oath? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Every court throws these allegations out, and uh, here's the Trumpster uh, stirring them up again. Oh, yeah, you know, and we lost the last time because the election was rigged. Well, he, he, whatever. We're not CNN gonna... on its knees. I mean, how, how disgusting was this? Stupid. Pandering to Donald Trump last night. You're stupid. Can't count on anything anymore, that, that's for sure. Pretty soon Fox will be uh, airing uh, features about how wonderful Joe Biden is doing. 
Amazing. As they ante up to $750 million slander suit uh, money that, uh, you know, they had to pay because uh, they, they admitted that they were full of shit the entire time. It was great. Uh, so we had to entertain some of that last night, but that, that was only a buffer in terms of the entertainment uh, quotient that uh, we, we uh, unfortunately were denied by seeing uh, one of our two local teams uh, clinch a uh, a winter sports uh, postseason series and go to the uh, conference finals. Uh, Panthers came up short against Toronto. Not a bad game. Uh, nothing that you could really, uh, you know, sit there and uh, be overwhelmingly distressed about one way or the other. They, they just they couldn't get the puck. To go in and they couldn't, yeah, they couldn't get it in, and the Maple Leafs, who had struggled with that, found a way, and that's rookie goalie came up big. What you saw, no doubt, yeah. So, um, you know, in in spite of many opportunities, and and it could have been a blowout the other way too, because Sergei Bobrovsky for the Panthers was uh, sensational. So, here in South Florida, we have another uh, unprecedented moment of truth, as uh, we will have uh, another possibility tomorrow night of both the Heat and the Panthers clinching their way into their respective leagues. Conference finals, something that seemed impossible as both came in as number eight seeds. And that that's that's the hot seat that we're sitting on right now, Mike Lubadewitz, yes. when it comes to playoff fever. So uh, we shall see. And, uh, you know, would you accord either team a chance of going all the way to the championship? I mean, you couldn't necessarily rule it out. Seems less likely for the Heat to uh, be able to uh, mow down either Philly or Boston and or then go on and possibly yeah. face like the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. And, and or, I mean, I guess Phoenix is still alive. Phoenix uh, plays a game six tonight. What do you think? They probably win that one, go back to Denver, lose game seven, or that they get closed out tonight because uh, Denver's actually a better team. I, feel, I don't know. It's weird because every time I start to believe in the Nuggets, the Suns have just enough star power to stave off real, if not elimination, um, real stress. Well, it's elimination or bust. Now it's elimination. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the Nuggets will win that series. I don't know if it ends tonight. Like, I really, I'm, not, I'm very non-committal. Uh, talking about the Heat Knicks, I hate giving predictions on my own team, especially this late, but... Yeah, but you have a feel for it, The Louis, logical is... Not cashing in on. The Heat, what... It was... Look, again, I'm not trying to be uh, negative about the Knicks. They played well, and they played harder, and all that's true. They shot better. They got more free throws. They got more offensive rebounds. Uh, they had less turnovers, and he were down by two with two minutes left. <laughs> and, and Jimmy Butler yeah. did nothing in that game, literally. I mean, he had 12 shots. So uh, you would think coming home, now the Heat have their backs against the wall because you don't want to go to game seven on the road, that you would think you'd see what you saw in the fourth quarter all game from the Heat, and the games you've seen that effort-wise from the Heat, whether the shots were falling or not, they the have controlled yeah. from start to finish. That's what I think you would see. Okay. Can the Knicks muster one up, though? I mean, that would be the thing. They I mean, can. the Knicks really haven't shown well in this series. They have not. At all. I Except mean, uh, their, their one win was without Jimmy Butler prior to uh, last night. They, they played a decent game last night, last but weren't night. brilliant by any means. No, no. Uh, can they just muster one up, put one together, and uh, force a game seven back at the Garden? That, that would be very interesting. So, uh, so some reason to uh, maybe have uh, the slightest bit of anxiety for uh, Heat fans, that's for sure. Because uh, it would have been, uh, you know, much more obviously uh, – beneficial to uh, go ahead and win that game last night, take the time off and get ready for the uh, eventual survivor of Boston, Philadelphia, which goes tonight as well with uh, Philadelphia uh, underdogs on the home wood after winning game six in Boston. Well, Boston has to, I mean, Boston, it's not only the facing elimination, the, the quote unquote blueprint, like we heard with the heat that year versus Boston is in the air. Jalen Brown's not happy. Jalen Brown does not like Boston. Jalen Brown wants to go. And yeah. I think he'll be a free agent. Um, 
So if they lose, that gives him his reason to leave. They have to win this game, not only for this season, but to keep this team together because once you lose a guy like Jalen Brown, the re- this team is not going to be anywhere near on the same level of a Heat or a Cavs or a, or a um, Bucks or a Sixers. Like going forward, if they lose a Brown and don't get anything in return of high level, then the Celtics will fall off. So this is actually not only huge for this series, but for the Celtics going forward, this game is everything. So I would presume the Celtics would win this game. Like they need All right, let's game. see what happens. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Philadelphia. I, I just, uh, yeah, I've been rooting for the 76ers all year because yeah. you've kind of been denouncing Tyrese Maxey as being uh, among superstar caliber. I, I like the fact that James Harden uh, is not completely washed up, although uh, washed up enough to uh, throw in a stinker every now and then, including games two and three against the Celtics. Uh, but we'll see if he can uh, finally redeem himself and, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, rebuff some of his critics that say that he disappears in uh, the big moments, which he has a genuine and consistent and, and actually infallible history of doing uh, in the past in, in big games, game sevens of, of series where uh, he, he was sensational up to that point and then just uh, did a vanishing act. Uh, all right. So, so interesting. The playoffs are still delivering, especially for us here in uh, South Florida. We'll let you know, uh, you know, how happy uh, we are. Uh, we, we'd like to see both teams continue so that uh, we actually have some kind of a positive thread to talk about, as opposed to, uh, as uh, just briefly touched upon here, the political scene where uh, the same garbage uh, just keeps popping up. All right, uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, No matter where you're at in the postseason, with your teams or not, and, uh, you know, we want to wish everybody a a happy Mother's Day out there. I hope that goes well for everybody. And uh, anybody that's celebrating, whether your mom is, uh, if she's still with you, appreciate it. And if not, uh, you know, respect the fact that, uh, it's a day to be held in his in her uh, honor, and uh, no matter what you're doing, I mean, uh, no matter where you're at in life right now, uh, recessions uh, notwithstanding, and all kinds of political turmoil, uh, remember, people, uh, you gotta believe. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette, in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play, when you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.